This is Victor Toro. Hey, I'm Donnie. Welcome to Wake Interview. Vic, I have no idea what we're really doing here. Wake up! Wake up, wake up, wake up! Up you wake, up you wake, up you wake, up you wake! The concept really is talking to a lot of friends uh, that were kind of disappointed with the election results of the previous administration. They... A lot of my friends didn't pay attention at all to politics and now want to get into politics. And they've realized over the last few months that, or even the last year, really, like, there's so many nuances and so many terms to learn. And it's it's kind of, like, makes them more disinterested in politics because it's such a beast. Uh, so I feel like I I can touch on a few subjects. I'm, I'm not an expert by any means. Um, but I think I wanted to use this podcast kind of like a journey to learn more about politics and like help my friends learn more about politics as I learn, uh, like the differences in the party lines and, and kind of yeah, what I, our rights are. I think that's super helpful, man. Um, I felt the same way after the last election. Uh, and I think politics are kind of designed that way in a lot of ways. They're kind of designed to be, uh, like not, not, uh, understandable by the every man. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're just so dense. Um, and, so they're, they're the smart people who, who try to try to explain politics the best way they can and pe- regular people like us can't understand them. And then there's the dumb, hip BuzzFeed video that tries to break down an issue and it just looks like they're pandering or something. It's yeah. It's like, I don't know. <laughs> I, I feel stupid when <laughs> they talk to me like that. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> but it's, it's one of those things like, and then at that point, like, if you got one person who's trying to tell you and they can't explain it simply and then you got another person who explains it like over like simplified and it kind of makes you feel dumb. It reminds me of like the um, I want our boss said it previously, right? The that Einstein quote, if you can't say it simply, you don't I understand it. And I think that's like that was really profound to me because that just makes a lot of sense. Like I should be able if I understand this politics, I should be able to give it to you simply to the listener simply that way you can actually understand it. Yeah, so no, I'm I'm totally down with trying to simply explain politics uh, as well as I understand them. I I'm probably like you, and that I don't understand every <laughs> issue very well. I understand some issues as well as I guess I need to, like uh, abortion, for example. <laughs> I don't really need to understand it that well because I'm a guy. But yeah, um, you know, other issues I don't. I do understand. I think that they pertain to me or whatever so definitely definitely uh so yeah so for the first podcast what i wanted to do uh there's a site i use probably for like the last for sure at the second obama election i used it um it's called isidewith.com for all the listeners like you should definitely check it out do your own quiz uh we're gonna take one here together uh essentially what it does is it asks you a certain amount of questions you can you can definitely make it a lot longer if you want to and you know, it's kind of yes or no answers or like yes or no with additional stuff and it'll tell you kind of who you side with whether who you side with on the party who you side with on just like a specific candidate running for election uh, just to kind of give you an idea when i first did it in i guess it was 2012 i was green party i think i just watched like what the health or something like that so i was like yeah. super hippie like i hate gmos like <laughs> i ate kale every day type of thing um so i came out green party because i was like the only thing i knew about um and then over the years i've kind of like shifted uh like the stint where i was like in love with ben shapiro i was like super conservative now i i'm, I'm gonna assume like after we take this quiz i'll probably be 
center to right is my center guess. center right okay and I think it for me at least it definitely depends on the issues and I I don't I don't know sometimes I want to I want to choose the issue just based on what I think the party would choose or something <laughs> like what party I want to associate with but as I get older I try to just look at the issue and apply as much common sense as I can to it and whatever morality I have at this point in my life you know whatever yeah. moral standards I have so the the big thing though I want to know is like especially for listeners uh because I I like podcasting I like this idea of podcasting I think it's a really cool way to reach out to people um so if I get the chance to do this for for years to come I'm still kind of a baby in the politics world so I don't think any of my views are going to be concrete for the rest of my life so it's just like one thing to note right away is like you're not a flip-flopper just because you change views later on well your views shouldn't be set in stone they shouldn't but people people will go back they'll find your old twitter (laughs) pictures or whatever and then you know your old tweets and be like oh well you said this before now you're just hopping because it's working for you it's like no like i evolved you're right i evolved as a human like so that being said I will still hold all of Donald Trump's old tweets against him. <laughs> you know what? Uh, sidebar, there's, uh, I don't know if it's still up, The Daily Show, uh, I don't know if you saw it, they made a, a Twitter museum of all of Donald Trump's tweets. That's amazing. And they like put them all on display and they framed them all up. There's one wall and it says gone but never forgotten and it's all those deleted tweets. Oh my um, God. If that's open, I'm going to visit. Okay, let's start this quiz. All right, let's start the quiz. Uh... So they don't start off slow at all. Uh, national security issues. Should the president be able to authorize military force against al-Qaeda without congressional approval? So before we read the answers, what's your, what's your gut reaction? Uh, so my gut reaction is yes. Uh, I mean, oh, I'm sorry. Um, I'm, like, thinking something else. So my gut answer is actually no. Um, <laughs> I think we should have Congress set the standard because it'll. I think it just blurs the lines if the president can kind of just call fighters whenever he wants. I think it should just be like the the standard should just be that it should go through Congress. I agree. We're a, we're a three a three headed system. Yeah. So no, the four reasons. Yeah, not be able to do that. That's my opinion. So yeah, and that's what that's one of the answers here, right? It's yes, no. Yes, uh, we use whatever means necessary to prevent another terrorist attack, and no the one we're going to pick. No, Congress should approve all military conflicts. Uh, so the next one, should the U.S. assassinate suspected terrorists in foreign countries? Uh, so th- let's let's not read through all the answers. Let's just okay. choose the one we choose because it's, like, really confusing to re- read through all of them. It's just yeah. a lot of material. But uh, this is kind of... This one was weird. So I've already gone through this test and... So this question to me, should the U.S. assassinate suspected terrorists in foreign countries, it's almost the same question as the first one to me. Like, like should the U.S. intervene abroad? Should we be like the world police? So this one was hard for me because on the first question we said no. Like, the Congress should approve stuff. We should think before we act. But on this one, I think yes, the U.S. should assassinate suspected terrorists in foreign countries yeah. with stipulations, which there are stipulations on the answers. So, yeah, I definitely get that. Like, it does kind of feel like the same. Um, but it also, I think, I think why I would say, it's like, it's, it is different. What's different about it is, like, 
this could very well be in like a within a war phase like Congress has already proved but we still need to like should we even assassinate or should it just be like bag and tag type of deal is kind of how I read it or interpret it so I would actually say yes uh, 100% mainly because uh, I mean we're in the army right so we know like for someone to be on a terrorist list there's like a lot of like suspicion and evidence to do it and then for someone to like actually hit the button on that like pull the trigger on that like there's a good zillion approvals to go through and there are commanders who like hurt their career and hurt their jobs if they make the wrong call right. and so if they if they're willing to put their, their job on the line I think it's then they, they probably have enough cause to do so and they, they probably know what they're doing and I trust the intel community to have gathered like the appropriate information to, to make that call yeah and that, that was my stipulation on it was yes only if there's a undeniable evidence that they're planning to attack the country yeah I don't uh, democracy can be ugly sometimes and I don't that's not really to me that's not really like interventionism that's so, just like the dirty work that's required yeah <laughs> <laughs> I mean uh, yeah I guess that's one of those things where I just picture the left as being like super like soft towards things like everybody's a happy family and we can we can call them up and be like no let's slow it down like like nah like I think we're suspected like just just pull it yeah but that's also like yeah that infringes on a country's sovereignty but also that's not intervening in any pol- any other country's politics that's a way less drastic measure than like bombing the shit out of some town <laughs> yeah or whatever so. yeah uh, all right, we'll jump into social issues. Something lighter, yeah. Uh, yeah, something a lot lighter. Uh, what's your stance on abortion? <laughs> I already said earlier what my... St- well, no, I didn't say what my stance was. I said it doesn't really pertain to me. Uh, pro-choice, man. It's, I'm a guy. Like, yeah. I don't have any opinion on a woman's body, I think. <clears throat> so, for me, I used to be... I came from a Christian background. Like I went to a really Southern Baptist school. So, oh, I was very yeah. pro pro-life for a long time um but i came into the conversation of wanting to be pro-choice because i realized uh like like i saw some of the some of the data that essentially said that like if you make the uh the decision to be pro-life and make abortion completely illegal the problem is you don't stop the fact that abortions are going to happen and then if you make it completely illegal it creates like this like really sketchy black market where there's going to be people that are still going to use it. And some of the data I saw, like, it essentially, like, insisted and, and talked about the idea that the communities that hurt the most are, like, poor communities, it's young girls, and usually, like, minority communities, too, get hit really hard with this. Because, like I said, like, it doesn't matter. Like, you can shut down every Planned Parenthood and every abortion clinic, but they're going to end up in a basement with, like, coat hangers. And these girls die, and they get really messed up and really hurt. And that black market will just, that'll exist so I'm, I'm pro-choice in a place that should be heavily regulated because even though you don't want it to happen, you can you can preach how you want. You don't want it to happen if you're pro-life, but people should have that option to be safe from that that darker black market. No, I feel the same way. And uh, there's a there's a stipulation question on here. Uh, other choices. So there's pro-choice plus uh, birth control, sex ed, and social services like. I don't know. For me, I'm, it's my opinion that I shouldn't even really have an opinion on what women can do with their bodies. Um, 
but I don't I don't know. It's gonna happen, like you said, either way. Yeah. So <laughs> why are we why do we have to make it a moral issue and just make people's lives worse because it's some weird moral issue? Yeah, exactly. And and so for that, like for me, I would say uh, pro choice but ban after the first three months, like after the first trimester. <laughs> Typically in my mind just like if it took you five months to do the like to do the abortion, like you should have kind of made your decision. <laughs> well, you yeah. At some point, at some point, I'm sorry, radical liberals. At some point, it does become a person. At some point, like you got to set a time limit on it. At some point, if it's like a five year old, like you can't just kill it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah definitely, definitely things should be limited. So I, w- I would say to limit to the first three months. All right. Uh, so the next one: Should the government continue to fund plan? Parenthood. Oh, this would be interesting. Considering your conservative background, I'm assuming that you have some opinions on this. Uh, not really. No. Like, um, I mean, I would go with like one of the other stances, right? So I would say like, yes, they continue to fund, um, mainly because it kind of goes back to the first one, right? And then, but at the same time, being like, it does more than just abortions. Like, people have this idea that all they do is like abort babies and sell them afterwards like that's like this like weird consensus like especially in my yeah. Baptist school that's all people thought existed it's just like a stem cell black market yeah yeah and that's like that's not the reality of it like that's not the reality at all there's a lot of good things they do I know people that work at Planned Parenthood there's a lot of people that use the services they do a lot more than just that yeah they don't yeah. and they don't sell I don't babies. I don't know enough about it I know they offer a lot of other services so I just chose yes the government should fun plan parent um so this is an interesting one. Oh no i didn't mean to click uh should a business be able to deny service to a customer if the request conflicts with the owner's religious beliefs uh should they be able to deny service so this this question it invokes two images for me and the first one is that gay couple that couldn't get a cake made up in indiana or whatever yeah and then it invokes the 50s when there were signs in front of businesses that said no blacks allowed and stuff like that. It invokes kind of the same, those are two images for me. That being said, um, I said yes, the business should be able to deny service because that's what our country's based on. If you want to be an idiot, if you want to be a hateful a-hole, you have that freedom here. Yeah. I don't think that anyone should be able to govern, intervene on you being a jerk. Yeah. It's wrong. <laughs> it's, it's one of those things, too. Like, at some point, like, people are going to change what becomes profitable for them. So if it's not profitable to turn on every gay couple wanting your cake, you're probably going to change your stance if, you know, you got 20 gay couples wanting to buy your cakes. You're just going to be like, you know what? I'm just going to live with this. Yeah, I'm making these cakes. <laughs> but if it's just one and you're like, oh, like, whatever, I, I did, you know, I lost one customer, then, like, okay, that was your decision to do. But, like, yeah, yeah, I definitely believe it in the market in that sense to make that decision. But then you get, then you get weirdos like the Yeti cooler thing where everyone's shooting their Yeti coolers. That was weird. What, what are people... <laughs> Are are is this cake company's conservative cake buyers gonna go like kick their birthday cakes? Like <laughs> we don't want your cakes anymore. You sell cakes to gay people. We're yeah, gonna she- film videos of us like feeding our cakes to our pit bulls. Yeah, to be completely upset about it. I, I don't know, but it's one of those things too. It's it's weird to think that anybody would buy something to destroy it as protest. But like, thanks, I just still made money off of it. Like, it's do what you want. It's so whack, man. <laughs> Uh, 
All right, so now we're in environmental issues. Should the government increase environmental regulations to prevent climate change? Uh, I don't know anything about climate change. So, neither do I, but I'm not that smart. Um, But a lot of scientists are. Yeah. Like, 99% of them say that it's a thing. (laughs) And uh, Trump's building walls around his golf courses to keep the water out. (laughs) I mean, uh, I think climate change, global warming, call it what you want, but the climate is changing. Like... Yeah. Well, I mean, so I've heard other scientists... And this is definitely from the conservative side, so I took it with a grain of salt. But they said they talked about, like, the idea of global warming is kind of just a wave within, like, the world. Like, with, like, kind of like a swinging axe. Like, it's it's this right now, but it's going to come back the other way. Okay, so say that it is. Great. We're not all going to die. <laughs> say that it's not. Shouldn't we be at least trying in case it's not? Yeah. Yeah, I see that, yeah. I, that's how I feel about it, and uh, I just naturally don't trust rich people when they tell me, you know, that their business should continue because global warming's not real. I mean, these people, if global warming is real, then these people are basically denying the future of human civilization just so that they can make profits tomorrow. Hell yeah, I think, <laughs> that the world should at least try. Real real or not, let's assume that it's real. Yeah. Let's not gamble. That's how I feel about it. Okay, so I, I would say that we kind of came to the consensus, right? Like, yes, and provide more incentives for alternative energy. Yeah, that's, I mean, I don't, I don't want to, like, try and convince you of, of a fact. If you feel different, then... Choose no, I mean, I, that's what I clicked originally yeah. when I, when oh, I took okay. the test previously. Um, but that was more so, like, even though I don't understand climate change, I was always baffled by the idea that I'm 26 and, like, wind energy isn't a thing yet. Yeah. Or, like, not as mass-produced. Like, when I remember, I remember being 15 thinking that was going to be the future of my life, like, seeing that all over the place. You know what's wild, though? It is. It is the future. I mean, a lot of, a huge portion of, of, uh, of energy is wind now. Is it? Yeah. So I feel like, I guess I hear so much about oil. I'm just still like, are we still, like, why are we still on oil, like, when there's all these other places we could get energy from? So we can have this, we can have this little tangent conversation real quick. Uh, my, my dad's an electrical lineman, so he's really familiar with, like, the, the power infrastructure in our country. And it's a common misconception that we're trying to find energy. Like, we're not trying to get energy. It's, it's not an issue to get energy. We have way more uh, energy from oil and wind and hydro and solar than we could ever need. The problem is, uh, is uh, energy infrastructure. So, like, we don't have the power lines or, like, the distribution methods to move that power. That's actually what, like, determines how we use energy. Huh. Isn't that weird? Yeah, that is weird. Yeah, like, so it's hard to move or to store all the solar energy that we get from Texas. Like, you can't move that energy and store it up in, I don't know, California or whatever. Yeah. Where they need it more or whatever. Huh. So. Okay. Yeah. Um, should U.S. withdraw from the Paris Climate Agreement? I think we already did draw. Mm-hmm. Withdraw from that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So this would probably be the conservatism in me. I would say yes, even before it happened, uh, just because my understanding of it was like there was no real like consequences to not like you could be in the agreement, but like if you didn't uphold, like no one was gonna do anything about it. Like there was no penalty. No one had real incentive. It w- it seemed to me it's and it seemed to a lot of the conservative radios I listened to was just kind of like it was a place for them to high five each other and act like they were doing something, but no one it was actually everybody kind of went back to their lives. Um, I, I don't know enough about it to really comment on it, but, um, even if it was that, isn't that a message in the right direction? I mean, it's kind of like the nuclear non-proliferation agreements. Like, yes, we had this meeting and even though we didn't get rid of nuclear weapons, we're at least talking about it. Like, and eventually, you know, we did start getting rid of nuclear weapons. So, um... I my opinion on this one so you already chose yes so choose yes don't switch it based on whatever I want but um, I would say no I, I I think that it's even though there weren't consequences and maybe the US took more damage than you know Rwanda or whoever <laughs> um, it, we made a commitment to it uh, we should have stuck with it but yeah that's my opinion uh, and then the last one on the energy portion, uh, should the U.S. expand offshore drilling? Oh, gosh, man. I don't know so enough about this. I don't. Um, so, I mean, I guess kind of talking about that, the energy sector, is this an appropriate answer? Yes, and deregulate energy sector to let the free market determine the best energy sources? Are we already doing that? So, we're trying to do that right now. We're trying to deregulate a bit, but um, my opinion, I guess, would be... God, I don't. I don't have an opinion on this. I'd be, to, for me to have an opinion would just be ignorant. But I feel like one of the benefits of offshore drilling for us is that we don't have to rely on other countries for oil as much, okay. which allows us to be a little more, uh, a little, a little less forceful abroad. <laughs> well, so my understanding is that we're using everyone else's oil. Kind of because, like, the oil mafia, like, wants us to because we're such a big consumer. Well, and we're storing our own. Yeah. That's what's crazy. In Houston, they're storing these huge underground reserves of it. That's one of the... Actually, that's one of the main portions of the oil business in Houston is actually storing oil. Wow. Yeah. They're not even using it. Uh, Economic issues, my favorite. Um, (laughs) So this is definitely where I'll probably be more conservative. Should the government make cuts to public spending in order to reduce the national debt? Mm, what is, what's public spending defined as? Uh, let's see. So uh, I'll just read like their, their extra. Proponents of deficit reduction argue that governments who do not control budget deficits and debt are at risk of losing their ability to borrow money at affordable rates. Opponents of deficit reduction argue that government spending would increase demand for goods and services and help avert a dangerous fall into deflation, a downward spiral in wages and prices that can cripple an economy for years. And they feel really some type of way about that. <laughs> Which is interesting. All these sites have their own, you know, they have, every, everyone has their own biases. Yeah. Uh, I guess my opinion on public spending uh, or just government use of money whatsoever and debt is that we should just be good stewards of the finances that we have. So, um, 
yes, we should be working towards reducing the national debt, but should it be at the expense of public spending? Because is public spending like infrastructure? Is it education? Is it social programs? What is public spending? Yeah, they don't really have a... I mean, so in the in the answers, they put like federal agencies and government official salaries and military spending as like public spending is what they have on here. Okay. So with that, I mean, so one thing I've always thought, I, I've kind of always thought this about the army spending, but this would definitely apply to government spending. Um... So one of the reasons I'm such a fan of the free market because, like, we've done so well in the private sector. And, like, in my mind, the right thing to do is to get, like, the top, like, a team of just the best lawyers in bankruptcy and reorganization and the top, like, Fortune 500 guys who do, uh, like, auditing and, and cuts, like, those big mergers. And they those are the guys that specialize in, like, chopping up budgets and making things work more efficiently like we need one of those and then just like audit our own government and just be like nope that job's a necessary cut like make our cuts where we where we need them and i think we would see like a huge reduction in in what we needed for taxes to sustain the government and then we would like see we would still see the same benefits that we're getting out yeah of i think if senators and uh reps didn't have constituents to be held accountable to uh, that would probably happen, but uh, you can't make everyone happy doing something like that. Like, speaking the truth, like, that team you're talking about would have to do would upset so many people. Can you imagine all the Washington Post articles we'd be reading? <laughs> Trump just fired 12 uh, National Parks lawnmowers or whatever, you know? Um, I, I don't know. I... I, I don't know enough about it. it's too that's com- too complicated of a question. So yeah, I, I would probably put a lim- that's what I put it previously eliminate federal agencies that are unconstitutional. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Sounds safe. Uh, should welfare recipients be tested for drugs? Nah. Yeah, I'm like I think that's what a waste time of and time. money. <laughs> like in my mind, the only people that pushed that were drug testing companies that were like, hey, you want to know how we can make an extra dime? Let's convince these people. And people were all for it for some reason. Yeah, you. I mean, A, most people on welfare aren't drug addicts. And B, even if they are drug addicts, they're not stupid. They can just stop using drugs for three days before they go get their check. Yeah. It's, it'd be ineffective. Yeah, it'd super. Be, it, it'd be, it would cost money. It wouldn't save money. Uh, should the U.S. raise taxes on the rich? <laughs> this really could be its own podcast. I, it is its own podcast for a lot of different podcasts, yeah, well, right? This is, I mean, this is a, this is taxes. Yeah, this taxes are a, a nightmare. A nightmare. Uh, so I'm not. I'm not a fan of flat tax. Um, I'm not a fan of the current tax structure. I think of of the options we have here, the one I favor the most really is lowering the income tax overall but the balance is cutting all of the loopholes from all the large corporations yeah because they have especially with like the capital gains tax that they can use like they have so many ways to avoid pain and like you've seen it on every show like every john oliver or trevor Noah, whatever like everyone's talking about like coca-cola doesn't pay taxes last year ge didn't pay taxes the last five years so who was uh god what was that guy's who was the guy who invented the trickle-down economics it, it was some guy in the reagan administration so the guy who basically invented what corporations do nowadays, like that economic policy, um, essentially on his deathbed, 
on his deathbed confessed it was bullshit. <laughs> He's like, yeah, that doesn't work. Um, it does work to make people rich, um, but that money that these corporations are saving isn't going to the people who need it, and it's not going into the economy. Yeah. It's just... it. It's making that pyramid more and more and more steep or whatever, I guess. Yeah. And there's been, it's been like a dozen (laughs) interviews of like Warren Buffett repeating the whole, he pays less than his secretary because he knows the loopholes and he takes advantage of them. And he says it publicly to make a point like, you should cut the loopholes by now. I'm the richest guy in the world and y'all haven't cut the loopholes. Yeah. and, And it's not about being smart or dumb. It's just about if you have the money there are more options available to you to keep from paying taxes. Like, a guy like me, a middle-class person, I don't have any way to pay less taxes. I just go to my uh, my accountant or I go to that tax thing. What's that? Oh, TurboTax? TurboTax. Yeah, I go to TurboTax. And, like, I mean, you can keep from paying taxes if you're a small business owner or stuff like that, but... I mean, if you're not bringing that much in, you're not, you don't have any options. Yeah. You're paying the taxes. Definitely. That's straight up how it's going to be. All right, domestic policy. Uh, so should internet service providers be allowed to speed up access to popular websites that pay higher rates at no. the expense of slowing down access to less popular websites that pay lower rates? Yeah, this is pretty much the net neutrality stuff, right? Like. Yeah, it's, yeah that's net neutrality. That's not a big chat, no. No treat all traffic equally that's what makes the internet dope like is that it's all like i can't imagine if there's like a premium youtube like that would suck it's i mean it's already starting to be like that and video games became like that a long time ago with all the microtransactions and yeah players get punished for not paying more money and i mean yeah it's capitalism but i'm not for it i'm against it yeah that's one of those things like we just need to keep yeah keep shelved but everyone's trying to make a buck. So my question on that, well, I guess it's at the company level, right? Because what happens at the international level? Like, what happens if, like, you just throw on a VPN and that's not... Like, what, like, if if e, if Europe decides, like, hey, like, no, that's not a thing. We're keeping net neutrality. Could you just VPN it to, like, London and then avoid this? I don't know because I don't think it works that way because when I'm using it, like, when I'm using a VPN here where we're at... My speeds don't change based on what server I'm using. I'm yeah. still getting local speeds, so I think it, it. I think that speed is probably determined before it gets to you. Maybe. Oh, okay. Maybe I don't know. Well, I'm not an expert on. Yeah, it. Yeah, but that's the thing, right? So like, if net neutrality was was left alone in London or in Europe, and then we repealed it here, where they could change the prices. Yeah. But like, so Google would essentially have to run like multiple sites, like their UK site or their EU site wouldn't be able to be at a different speed advantage than what the U.S. is. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, that's a good question. It's worth researching, actually. Should there be more restrictions on the current process of purchasing a gun? I'm interested to hear what you have to say about this one. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> uh, typically, uh, I see it two ways, right? There's two answers that I like on here a lot. On one side, like, I don't understand how people could be like, no, there shouldn't be any background checks. Like, are you worried? Like, I'm not worried. Like, if I'm going to be, like, evaluated psych- like psychologically. I'm going to do just fine, and I'm going to get a gun if I want one. Um, so I don't really get, like, if they added that, that wouldn't mean a big deal for me. I don't, I'm not scared of that being added in. 
But on the other hand, I think uh, I really care more about, in, in the topic of gun control, I care more about how we avoid the topic of how guns get trafficked into the inner cities. And that's, to me, a bigger problem because that creates a bigger threat. Because you could talk about school shootings all day, right? But in reality, those happen, like, maybe, like, 100 times a year. That's uh, That sounds like a lot. But, like, if you talk about shootings in Chicago, there's websites dedicated to, like, there's been 50 people shot this week, and it's, like, Thursday. So like, you're going back to that old argument of uh, having more gun laws doesn't take guns out of the hands of criminals basically well no it's we need more gun laws that focuses on that because i think everyone wants to go let's talk about psyche valves and everything like no we need to talk about like that that question we need to talk about the gun show loophole where you can buy a gun in indiana and then at a gun show and not be registered and then you could like lose said gun and that ends up in a trunk with scratched off numbers down the street in chicago six hours away in like some 14 year old's hand for like 300 bucks and like that's to me like we should all of our our focus on gun laws should be focused on the restriction of trafficking and we should be more worried about the trafficking of guns so um i don't know i i maybe there's some research that you've read that i haven't that um says that uh, the guns that kids and gangs or whatever are using are trafficked guns, but I feel like those guns were acquired the exact same way as if I went to Walmart and bought a gun. It's just that a 21-year-old guy is going and buying two guns, and there are no rules stopping him from buying two guns, and then he's selling one of the guns to a 14-year-old um, for 100 bucks or whatever. Yeah. So maybe, maybe there is a trafficking problem that I just don't know about, but I feel like um, stricter background checks or... Um, I really like the idea of like accountability laws. So if a gun that is reg- like everyone has to register the gun that they buy, if the gun that you that you own and is registered to you is used in a crime, you're responsible. Yeah. They're, they're talking about that in Washington. They're, I would be all for that. Like and then and then, you know, maybe maybe people A will take better care of their guns. They'll be better stewards of their guns. And B that that whole oh here you go use my gun i don't care yeah i don't need it i would kill somebody or whatever and i would say we probably need to move past like we i would want to up the ante on it i would say use like uh from my basic knowledge of like rfid like if we could put an rfid on the gun instead of having a serial number that way like most criminals wouldn't know how to take that off or how to scramble that because it'd be a sophisticated code and so that'd be an easier way to track that, like, this gun is owned by Donnie, who gave it to some, like, little kid. Yeah, and that, there are also guns that you can only shoot, like, like fingerprint guns and stuff like yeah. that. But I, so, long story short for me is, yes, I want stricter gun control, I guess. I have guns. That's the weird thing. Like, I have guns. I like guns, but... But it's not going to affect you if they're stricter guns, because you're not... You know what I'm saying? Like, you're not worried. Like, it's not... If they had psych evals, you're going to pass them. Like, it's not a problem. Exactly. I could still buy a gun. Yeah. I don't know why people just think they're going to start losing their guns and, like, this crazy, like, idea that's going to all get taken away. I mean, me, like, I don't have a gun mainly because I'm just too cheap to buy one. Like, I want one. I've been meaning to buy one. But why do you need one? Yeah, why do I need one? That's the one thing that I really don't like about conservatives, especially conservatives in Texas. 
Because I'll get it all the time, like, from other people. They're like, you need a gun. You need to protect yourself and your family. And I'm like, man, I'm on my way to Whole Foods. Like, no one is robbing me. And if they're robbing me, I'm way too brown to be the first option. Well, my, uh, my philosophy is, and it's why I don't carry a concealed weapon, is if I have a gun on me, there's, like, 100 per there's a hundred percent more of a chance that there's going to be someone shot. Like there's zero percent chance that I'm going to shoot anyone if I don't have a gun on me. Yeah. Like, I don't know if I'm that unlucky, like kill me. I mean, me having a gun in my, in my butt isn't going to save my life. I don't think it's not to me. It's not worth the small chance that some guy's going to hold a gun up to me. Yeah. I just, yeah, I feel too too protected from like the idea that I'm just gonna get robbed at Whole Foods. I, I don't even feel I don't feel that way. I feel like it could happen. I, I don't feel that safe. I guess, but I don't know. I just have never felt the desire. I, I've never felt like having a gun would make me feel any safer. Yeah, but uh, are you in favor of decriminalizing drug use? Um, I don't know, because at least for, like, the medical marijuana thing, I I feel like the government, the government will just, like, control all of it, or corporations will just control all of it, and if it's still criminalized, like, I don't know. The thing I like about decriminalizing is that it takes away the stigma of drug addicts, so they're not thought of as second-class citizens. They can go get help. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's like a disease to me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm about to sound super harsh. Um, <laughs> so this is one of those things where like, I'm, I'm generally like not a fan of like, like Darwinist, but it's just kind of like, like decriminalizing because like people want to take it. Like it's really up to them to help themselves or not. Like I just don't see the government's problem to, to like force people in jail and to, I mean, like, it's. But if you're killing yourself, like like the drug, you- the drug war is a myth. I mean, <laughs> yeah, like crack was introduced by the CIA. I mean, I just it's drug and crime. Drugs and crime are associated because they're illegal. I guess is how I feel about it. So would you say yes and reduce sentence for those already serving? Um, I would just say yes for most, but not all drugs, probably. Okay. I'd probably keep, like, opiates illegal. Do you support the Obamacare or the Affordable Care Act? I don't know enough about it. So, I know two things. One, the one thing I absolutely can't stand about it is... That it for- it penalizes you if you don't have a health insurance. I hate that, yeah. That's the worst. Because, like, being, like, a young, healthy male, I'm like, I don't need health insurance. Like, why am I being forced to get this stuff? Yeah. I really hate that. Like, yeah. that, that's, like, the one thing that really gets me. Um, yeah, that's probably all I... That, so I know that. And then the other thing, too, is, like, and now we've kind of seen, I guess, Trump care. I don't know if we're, like, that's termed yet. But, like... I hope not. Obamacare, to me, I was almost in favor of it out of spite of conservatives who there was like this Jimmy Kimmel episode where he asked people in the street do you like the Affordable Care Act do you like Obamacare and these like dumb conservatives that didn't know it was the same thing were like screw, oh yeah screw Obamacare screw Obamacare <laughs> yeah yeah and it was just like oh my gosh I, I despise you 
But the irony is I'm 90% sure I would have to look into it. The same thing happened with Trump. Because when he was supposed to repeal, Obama, repeal Obamacare, he just kind of like changed, like tweaked a handful of things and kept it the same. Yeah. So if you looked at the overall, it was like the exact same thing, but his name on it. And Democrats were like, screw Trump care. And I was yeah. like, oh my gosh, you're doing the same thing. This is miserable. Um, so my, yeah. my opinion is if you're a citizen, or, okay, so if you pay taxes in the United States, the government has an obligation to provide you with health care services. That's how I feel. Whether it's a single-payer system or whether it's some sort of policy that provides, you know, independent uh, care or whatever, uh, different provider options or whatever, I just think that everyone should have access to health care. I don't really care how that access is interpreted. I just think if you pay taxes, you should get health care. Oh. It's for me. It's a it's a national security issue for me. Hmm. Like the so the government is uh, responsible for uh, defending the country, right? They're responsible for like defending the borders, for like using the military to defend us from foreign enemies, foreign and domestic enemies. And to me, like disease and like poor health is an enemy of the state that's how i see it yeah i think they have the government has just as much of an obligation to protect me from polio as it does from al-qaeda you know okay no that's interesting i've never heard that before uh so i guess we would say uh, does the toy answer if we agree with obamacare uh, so we'll just probably maybe the majority of the plan, but not all aspects. Because in a sense, it's Obamacare is like, yeah, did sure. everyone gets it? Yeah, sure. I mean, whatever. Should health insurance be allowed to deny coverage to individuals who have a pre-existing condition? No. Yeah, I think that's that's essentially immoral. Um, but I would say I don't think they they don't have the right to have a higher price. If you have a pre-condition, I yeah, like I you mean, probably shouldn't pay like, like normal pay like for a healthy person, right? Like, cause you, I don't know. I think it's, it's like it's like car insurance in that sense, right? Like, there's a certain insurance you, price you pay for like a car that hasn't been in a wreck versus like a car that's like really messed up. Yeah, I mean, if if I like have someone haul me into an insurance place in a wagon and like my heart is about to stop versus like you, you stroll in there after you just got done with a run and we both pay the same for, you know, heart surgery or whatever. That's kind of whack. Like, yeah. I don't think there's a simple answer to that though. Cause I don't think it's, I, I think that's like a part of the package of, um, having multiple care providers. If it was a single payer system, then that question wouldn't even exist. Like everyone would get it. Everyone yeah. would get healthcare, but this is this goes with the current healthcare that we have, like independent capitalist providers. Okay, so that makes sense. Yeah. Do you support legalization of marijuana? Can we just say weed? Because that's like I think we've all known mar- marijuana just like the way we say it in Spanish to make it sound bad or make it sound ethnic. Of marijuana weed. cigarettes. Um, I would just I would I honestly would say yes and release anyone serving time solely on those offenses like. I've never, I've never cared for the, 
for that time. I mean, just <laughs> just go to Colorado for five seconds and see how successful legalization yeah. is. P- people, <laughs> it's so dumb. The best part was that people were so anti marijuana. We're like, Colorado's gonna be so screwed afterwards, like the, and it was like it's the best state. Now. Yeah, go. It's <laughs> like a, a state version of Disney World. Like, it's great. Uh, yeah. Yes. Education issues. Uh, do you support increased taxes for the rich in order to reduce interest rate for student loans? Uh, I don't think that necessarily the rich should be the ones to pay for it, but yeah. absolutely we have to reduce the rate. We do. I mean, kids are getting out of college and they're financially crippled <laughs> living with their parents for the next 10 years. Yeah, and we're going to see a big problem too, like in the future. I've, I've read a few things about just the idea that like, blaming us, right? People are, they're like, well, we're not buying houses. Well, yeah, because I have like a $400 like student loan bill I have to pay every month. I'm not, I can't afford like another mortgage like yeah. on me. No, for sure. Uh, do you support Common Core national standards? Uh, I mean, in general, our school sucks, so I can't imagine Common Core is great. Uh, I don't know a super whole lot about it. So, like, the 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 idea of having a baseline, I like that because I don't want some weird like. Kentucky Mountain School teaching my kid stupid shit. You know, there should be standards. If if they're going to have a a diploma in the United States, they should be held to some standard, or else uh, the United States as a whole will just fall behind. Yeah. That's how I feel. Um, But it's terrible right now. All those smart kids get crushed into the dirt because of the stupid testing system that we have. You know, all the smart kids get held back. So. Yeah, I, w- I would probably say. I mean, I guess you could, like the concept, right? Like the concept is dope, but not the current implementation. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. It's charter schools. Do you support charter schools? No. No, really. I don't. So I don't know much about them, but I don't hate them. They're private. They're private schools. What's the problem with private schools? I mean, only certain people can get into them. If there's, if there's a voucher system, like, sometimes, so, like, the, I don't know, I don't know who it was, I don't know who to blame, but New Orleans, after Katrina happened, they basically wiped out the public school system and implemented an entirely charter school system, and so there are charter schools, like in Texas, uh, private schools, where kids get great educations, but they're all rich kids, and like very few smart minorities that get scholarships or whatever. Yeah. Like, no. I mean, and it but at that point, it. is that like, so if public schools had a better common standard, but you come from a family that can afford a charter, like, because so my the way I see it is like, the like what's the difference between having a charter school illegal in America, but like if you got money, you can send them a charter school anywhere in the world. So I'm not. I'm not against charter schools. I'm just against this idea that goes around that public education should be replaced with private privatized education. Oh, got you, got you. So, like, that's what Betsy DeVos, the education director, she's mm-hmm. all about, like, getting rid of public education and replacing everything with charter schools, like for-profit schools. Got it. And I'm totally for private schools. I think that 
if there's like a kid who wants to wear a pair of like beige shorts and a blazer and like learn Latin and learn grand piano for 12 years then then go ahead and send your kid there go teach him how to eat caviar whatever get him get him a better education than everyone else has but I don't think that I don't think that charter schools or private schools should should distract us from the serious problem that we have with public education like because most of us can't go to private schools yeah you know yeah, I definitely see it as, like, it couldn't be the only option. And it, you would have to have public schools and a strong public school at that. Um, but this is, yeah, I'm definitely pretty biased. I went to Christian, uh, it was a private, it's a private Christian school, um, but it was definitely, like, my mom was paying a whole lot of money. Because yeah. we're in North Chicago. She didn't want me in the normal public school system. It's not great. It's yeah. gang-infested. There's, like, Latin kings in the school. Yeah. And so she kept me in this very school. And... To her, to her credit, like, it made me really smart. Like, yeah. I was reading really advanced. Like, by the time I got to high school, I was way past a lot of my peers. Um, but it definitely shouldn't be the only option, for sure. Yeah, I just... So, health... Or, uh, not health care. Education is, like, totally socialized in Northern European countries. Like, they're public schools. But there are more teachers and smaller class sizes. And they're so much better off. The kids are so much healthier. They learn so much more. The environment is so much better just because they invested more into the system. Like there, if, if public schools had like three times more teachers, like I guarantee you our national average would go up on like an international scale. I guarantee it. Yeah. But we don't care about that. We care about fucking charter schools, <laughs> you know, which do have the small class sizes. Yeah, you know? no, I definitely, I had, <laughs> so that was, I remember I went to a super private school, like, yeah. the, the, the jokes you were making, like, for, like, I, I didn't realize how good I had it until I was in high school, and oh, I was yeah. in a public school, yeah. so, like, we didn't have PE. I've never had PE. Yeah, like, uh, I had Kajakimpo. You had, uh, what's that? No, not fencing. No. no, no, no. Where they ride the horse with that little uh, polo. Oh, polo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I had a, uh, I had kajakimpo, uh, which is like a martial Hawaiian arts. martial arts. Yeah. Um, and I just thought that was normal. Like yeah. I, I was a little kid, didn't really know any better. Yeah. But I just thought like, oh, we don't be, we have kajakimpo. Like I got like a green belt. Like by the time I was like twelve or something. <laughs> um, it was definitely like that, <laughs> that type of school. Um, but and the other thing too, uh, which was a huge surprise, my books were like night and day different. And it helped me learn better because my books in that private school, one, I could write in them, which was I was dumbfounded to know I couldn't in the other school. And two, it was kind of like they were really much workbooks, essentially. Like every curriculum book I had was a workbook. Yeah. So you'd have lessons and then you would have like the work pages and I could write in them and I could turn in my book or I could rip the pages out and turn that in. And that was like super beneficial. When I got to public school, I was really upset. Like, I like, like, don't have a Becca books like format. So how is this? Oh, a a Becca, like the Christian books? Yeah. Yeah, dude. So I was homeschooled through middle school. Okay. Or like late elementary school and middle school. And I had all that stuff too. Oh, nice. Like like, uh, homeschooling programs at that time, they probably are even better now, but there were companies that had full curriculums with those. You could even graduate high school early if you went through the program fast. Yeah. Uh, But a Becca was one of the brands. That That was my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, They were, they were sweet. I mean, I was, when I went, I went to high school, public high school. And when I got to public high school, 
I was so far ahead of everyone there that I didn't even, I never studied once in high school. <laughs> I had a perfect GPA, like wow. all through high school. And I, <laughs> I did terrible in college because I didn't know how to study. <laughs> but like, yeah, so I, I think there are pros and cons to both. I just don't think that like charter schools may, are necessarily the answer with given our population. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I just, I think there's like a greed aspect involved with charter schools. So I guess, uh, yes, but not at the expense of funding public schools. Yeah. Kind of sums it up. That's not, that's what I would go with. Foreign policy. Should foreign terrorism suspects be given constitutional rights? Uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, so that's a complicated question. I mean, that is a, that's a super complicated question. Um, I don't even know if I feel like comfortable answering it. It was just yeah, kind of weird. I'll just, maybe we'll just brush over it and say no. I'm going to say no and brush over it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Let's, let's not answer that one. Uh, should the U.S. accept refugees from Syria? Oh, shit. It's getting real. It is. That's a specific number. Yes, we should accept 10,000 refugees. Yeah, I think that's what maybe Canada or somebody said that they would accept. Um, my, so, yes. I think yes. Um, they're refugees. They're, they're trying to escape a war. I mean... If, yeah, 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 I'm definitely yes. I I don't know if I would have specifics like some of the other stances, but I'm definitely just a yes. Uh, should the government increase or decrease military spending? So this is where I say neither, but you bring in that team, that super team, the auditors, the auditors, because it's like I think we have plenty of money to do things, but we just don't know how to spend it because we have like. C-level auditors currently and people who, like, make decisions on budgets and they kind of just, like, oh, yeah, let's spend, like, let's overspend on on this, but, like, cut this. Most of the auditors are internal, too. (laughs) Yeah, that's a problem. That's that's a problem. (laughs) Yeah, it's a huge problem. I've... Yeah. 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 (laughs) Not... (laughs) Not going into that on the on the the air. <laughs> uh, criminal issues. Should police officers be required to wear body cameras? Yes. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's helped, right? Yeah, if we definitely don't. get to see it's and it's you already know it's super shady once they turn them off. Yeah, I mean, if <laughs> it works, if they don't turn them off. <laughs> uh, should convicted criminals have the right to vote? Uh, I would say yes. They're still citizens, like. So, uh, I think they should have the right to vote after they've served their sentence. Because... Yeah, yeah like, not, they, like, voting in jail or something. Yeah, yeah. They did the crime, though. I mean, yeah. they, they paid for the crime. Yeah, they did the time, yeah. If, if they do the time, aren't they back to zero like the rest of us? Yeah. Why do they get punished the rest of their lives? That's, that's a Is great it really way. for the rest of their life? You can't vote ever again if you're a felon. That's crazy. Yeah, why wouldn't you stay a felon? Why, why would that st- even be a, Like, who thought of that rule? It's just, it's our mentality in the U.S. of, of using, using our penal system as, like, punishment instead of for rehabilitation. Yeah. I mean, that's why, that's why we have so many more people incarcerated than anyone else. It's because everyone's a repeat offender, especially minorities. It's, like, five times more minorities than 
Damn white people. Should drug traffickers receive the death penalty? No. <laughs> Why is that? So I'm not even for the death penalty. Like, okay. That's not a thing. So I mean, I, I am for like very few cases. Like some dogs just need to be put down, you know. Well, I mean, <laughs> so yeah, there's probably a few cases where like the evidence is there, like yeah. hard. What about like Bundy? <laughs> but like for me, that guy wasn't getting better. It would have to be like, like serious, serious evidence. Like I just, I don't generally have trust for the government to make the right decision at most times, and to like. There's been too many, like, oh, you did 20 years in prison, but we found out you didn't do it. My bad. Yeah, man, but what about, like, Jeffrey Dahmer? You think yeah. that guy's going to get better? I mean, you've got, like, <laughs> circumstantial evidence, right, like, like, like on those. Yeah, like, don't waste the tax money. Come on. Uh, electoral issues. Should photo ID be required to vote? I mean, wouldn't that, like, how would you prevent voter fraud without that? That's kind of how I feel about it, and it's, like, for me, um, for me, if if you don't have the ability to get a photo ID, are you really fit enough to provide any opinion? I mean, yeah. on issues. Like, how do you not have it? Like, do you need one for work? Like, you need one, like... That's, yeah, I mean, that, that's the idea, though, is that requiring people to have a photo ID represses, like, the poor vote. That's why Democrats are against it. But... How many people really can't get an ID? Like, come on. Yeah. It's not that hard. That is weird, yeah. It's like breathing, eating, get a photo ID. Those are the three easiest things. Should foreigners currently reside in the United States have the right to vote? So is this like people on work visas or on vacation? It doesn't say they're illegal. Um, So I think... I mean, so one of the stances is if you lived here for five years. At that point, you have to have, like, a really good visa or you are a citizen now, right? Like, So there's an option on here, yes, if they pay taxes. Um, and that's how I feel. It's the same with, like, health care. I think if you pay taxes, then you're essentially a citizen. Yeah. Like, if you pay taxes, why, why can't you be a citizen? Why aren't you a citizen if you pay taxes? But is that, but I guess that's where, like, the thing is, is, like, are we talking taxes like income taxes, or are we talking taxes like sales tax? Well, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's true. I mean, if it's sales tax, then I should be able to vote in, like, seven countries, because I paid <laughs> a lot of taxes, like, in different places that I've been. Yeah. But, no, I, I would say, like, income tax, income like, tax? formal taxes that, that a citizen would pay. Okay. Which most, like, most foreigners that live here like nationals or whatever what would you call like like someone who's not a citizen that that uh, lives foreign nationals like you said yeah whatever yeah Uh, most of them pay taxes like they work a formal job and they file a tax return every year yeah uh should the electoral college be abolished dun 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 uh I mean we talked about this earlier it's like I think so. I think we're. I, I think that whole system is kind of become irrelevant at this point. We have the technology to rebuild it. Yeah, definitely. Switch to so yes, and switch to a ranked voting system. Oh, uh, that's like what you're talking about with Maine. Yeah. Transportation issues. Should the government increase spending on public transportation? That's like a up north problem to me. Like. I don't use public transportation, like, at Dude, all. Public transportation's so cool, though. Is it? I don't, like, I've never, I'll, I mean, I guess the train, I used to use the train to go south by, but, like. 
that's about it. Like, yeah, it's it's not Texas where we, where we live is a completely different world, <laughs> completely different. Um, public transportation doesn't even really make sense. But so that should that be a local issue then instead of a federal issue? Like maybe that needs to be at the state level. Yeah. Or even the city level. Yeah, I think so, but it's so hard for like without funding for a state to pay for public transportation. But I know that this I've lived in some cities where the public transportation was awesome. And god, it's cool, man. It's so cool. To just have buses everywhere and like you can get wherever you need to go and not have to drive. It's cool. I I dig public transportation. Huh. Uh so I guess I'll put yes. Um but I think it's really just not an option there for the state level. I would have to look more into that one, for sure. All right, we're nearing the end. Should the U.S. build a wall along the southern border? Oh. <laughs> the, first, the first answer is yes, Mexico should pay for it. That is hysterical. Um, so I w- I've been in favor of the second one. Um, I don't understand the point of, like, a, <laughs> a surface wall. Like, I can't imagine it would be that much more expensive to just have cameras to have a digital wall over an actual surface wall if you really needed to strengthen the border like that. That's so dumb. So let's see the results. Uh, I'm st- I don't know. This is kind of women all over the place. Nah, it's going to be. I know, it, I know exactly what it's going to be. You think so? Yeah, because it's pretty similar. Like, we have pretty similar views, and I've already gone through this. So okay. I know what mine's going to be, but... We'll see what let's see what it is. What if it's just ninety nine percent Mike yeah. Pence? <laughs> <laughs> let's see, let's see, let's see. You identify seventy four percent with Oprah Winfrey, which she's a nice woman. Where did they get Oprah's like did she take this quiz and they were like like how do they know I, what Oprah is? I, maybe she and now she's gonna run. Which if that's the case, then why isn't like The Rock on here or something? Like yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> so that was one thing. Like, and I heard a few people talk about. It. I think Bench Bro is one of them. And he said he said that like that's like the thing that I fear if either one of them run, uh, or The Rock or or uh, Oprah, is they may seem hugely popular now, but that's because they're like non-partisan. Like they're not. Yeah, yeah. No one knows their views, yeah, they're, really. They're, they're like, pretty safe. obscure. Yeah. But the second they say, like, the second Oprah gets on and says, I'm pro-choice, like, her fan base can just <laughs> obliterate. Like, yeah. that would yeah, just, just drastically change. Tearing each other's hair. Yeah. <laughs> we, we all find out that The Rock is, like, all for, like, the conservative party. Um, people would lose their shit. Like, it would you know be who, all over the place. You know who managed that pretty well, though, was Arnold. When he was the governor of California, like, he was a Republican, but... No one hated the guy. Yeah. Like, he was pretty reasonable. And I think no matter what party you belong to, like, if you're pretty reasonable and you're not this weird caricature <laughs> of something, then, I don't know, you'll, you'll get by. Yeah. So I'm a little, well, I guess I shouldn't be surprised 50% on Ben Shapiro. I thought it was going to be a tiny bit more. Yeah, so let's just read from the top. So top is Oprah Winfrey, 74%, then Bernie, 70%. Michelle Obama, 67%, then Elizabeth Warren, then Mitt Romney, then Joe Biden, then uh, John K- Kasich. Is Kasich? That? I think it's Kasich. Kasich, uh, which isn't surprising. He's a pretty moderate dude. Um, it's unfortunate he's not a good public speaker and just got obliterated in the 2016 elections. Then Ben Shapiro, then Rand Paul, and then click show more, will you? I've got, I, I kind of am scared because I see, I can see the tip. Yeah, man. 40% Donald Trump. 
Dang. 40% Donald Trump, uh, then Mike Pence, then Marco Rubio, and then finally Ted Cruz last. You know, and those bottom two, I wanted to like them because they both have Cuban, and I just despise them. <laughs> Ted Cruz is the Zodiac killer for sure. He, what a joke. He's a creepy, creepy man. Great interview.